We are backstage here with the now short hair Levi. Yes. He is uh, he is cronies with the Midnight Heat. We don't need to talk too much about that, you know, kind of dastardly. But I was able yeah. to to you know let him have him agree to doing backstage you know podcast interview here yeah. with Def- Defiant Ones. It's been a long time coming, man. Um, so this has been what like a year and a half or two years of you being a regular here at Defy? Yeah, I think about a year and a half. That's awesome, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So th- was this like? Um, it seems like y- kind of your home now. Or one of your homes for wrestling. Yeah, you know, I uh, I don't wrestle all, all that often, as you know, not like I I used to wrestle. Sure. As, um, because I I'm a stay at home dad, so I don't travel yeah. very much. Sure. And uh, so yeah, this is definitely the place I wrestle the most. Yeah. Uh, very much enjoy it here at Defy. The uh, sort of intimate atmosphere kind of mm-hmm. reminds me of some of the early NXT. Uh, road shows yeah. that you know and that were in a concert type venue yep, that absolutely. Were, you know maybe 700 to 1000 people or something and there's just kind of a special energy about that absolutely, you know it's yeah. different than kind of stadiums or uh, arenas or whatever so you know yeah I love it at Defy it's awesome. that's awesome man well stoked to have you here man I, as much as they boo you out there you're actually a, you know I'm not going to ruin it but he's actually a pretty nice guy uh but you know that that's we can get into that um so you grew up in Oregon, right? I did. Were you born and raised? Born and raised. Born yep. and raised. Yep. Grew up in a little town, Hubbard. Awesome. Like maybe two thousand people, twenty five hundred. So. What was your youngest memory of wrestling? Oh man, I mean, so <laughs> the like there was a reincarnation of Portland wrestling, I yes. believe, when I yeah. was like maybe in my you know young adolescence. Okay. And uh, my grandfather actually, Cliff's honor, uh, rest in peace love you he uh he was in the legislature and in the oregon house of representatives yeah. and he was actually like he helped bring wwe back okay to oregon there was yeah. a time there when uh the state wasn't commissioning mm-hmm. wrestling and so it was the first like wwe live event in i think i was nine or ten yeah in uh in Oregon for like a decade, yeah. decade plus, and I remember Kane and the Undertaker was the main event. Yeah, and because my my grandpa got tickets to that, which he was in the radio business before he was, okay. so he was always, you know, trading. And was he doing, DJ or was he in sales? He he owned a radio station. Oh wow! Actually. He owned okay. multiple radio stations. Wow. Yeah, I so. do radio as as my my job. I'm okay. a radio host. So awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. So it's interesting. Um. So, anyways, yeah that that was like my first as a like in a like a live experience yeah. going to that and i remember it being very cool that's cool man so that kind of hooked you yeah you know i i mean I, like wrestling for wwe was actually not like um you know like a a dream of mine then i i was more uh i wanted to play sports in college yeah particularly division one sports and uh and so you know like i liked wrestling growing up as a kid and then once i got into high school especially i was really uh football was kind of my first love and then also loved amateur wrestling and um and watched some i went to money in the bank in 2014 in arizona when i was i think 2013 actually um let's see a punk rock no no it's Dolph ziggler one one of the uh yeah yeah. and so that was fun you know and and so i kept up with it a little bit here and there and uh yeah and then when I was 
my senior year in college, uh, Jerry Briscoe was approached me, and and I started having communication with him. He was a talent scout for WWE at the time, and he was kind of the one that really went to the colleges and recruited the like yeah. collegiate wrestlers. Yeah, I right? kind of had a dream gig. I yeah. think if you were him, right? Yeah. He was like you know he he obviously wrestled him and his brother, and yeah. then he spent a lot of time in the back office at WWE as a producer and stuff um, during the Attitude Era, mm-hmm. and and he was a college wrestler before he was a professional wrestler. And then, yeah, he got paid by them to basically go yeah. to all the best like yeah. wrestling events and yeah. and scout people yep. to potentially have tryouts. And I actually had my tryout at the FCW building in wow. Tampa. Wow. It was the last tryout that was in that building. Like, I, mine was in June, and they opened up the PC in July mm-hmm. of 2013. Um, so yeah. were you trained as a pro wrestler before you came to that? Or were no, you just straight step, out? First time I stepped in a wow. wrestling ring was at my WWE tryout. That's wild, man. Yeah. That's wild. Yep, and just... Cool, I man. Know, I don't know. Yeah, worked out. Did you take to it pretty fast? Were you, were you or did it take a little while? It and, took a little while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I was, it was over a year for sure. So I, I started like right at the beginning of 2014 mm-hmm. um, in January. And like, I think maybe the fourth. I actually started um, Steve Cutler. Yep. He's uh, Steve Macklin yep. now in yep. TNA. Yep. And Elias. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the three of us started on the same day mm. there in, in 2014. And uh, yeah, so it was uh, it's good. Sorry. You make some good friends there. I made some great friends. Yeah, awesome. that was. Who were some of the people you broke down with, or oh, traveled man. with, or whatever? Um, used to travel with my first like consistent car was Elias, yeah. uh, Chad Gable, and Jason Jordan, American yeah. Alpha. The yeah. four of us used to travel together quite a bit. I mean, when we first got there, the, uh, me and and Steve and Elias, we traveled together because yeah. we were we were newbies, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, so but, but the four of us traveled in, together for a while. That's cool. Uh, that, was, that was a really good car. Um, when we first went up on the road, it was me and uh, Otis and I and yeah. EC3 oh, and yeah. Spud. That's got to be the fun. Four of yeah, us rode that's together. awesome. Yeah. yeah. So that was really, we called ourselves the Meat Wagon. Nice. Yep. The Meat so, Wagon. Great, great memories from that. That's and we awesome. were like, the Meat Wagon. That was um, when the brand split was mm-hmm. Monday, Raw, Tuesday, SmackDown Live. Yep. And we we didn't have a brand for like our first five months or something yeah. when, when Heavy Machinery went up. And uh, so. We were, and then Spud was doing both of those two because he was doing 205 Live, yep. and those were long drives, like, because oh, yeah. they're different TV towns, not like a live event, so you're like three, four hundred miles in between. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we, we logged some good late night hours together, nice, the dude. four of us. That was a good one, I remember. Yeah. A late night, what kind of place is Otis hitting on the, on the, like, fast food place, and what kind of meals is that guy hitting? It seems like he would be, like, two or three cheeseburgers. Oh, uh, well, I mean, when we're at TVs, we're going to um, get some catering oh, to go, there, probably, there you go. right? Okay. Yeah. But What's the catering like? Pretty good? It's pretty good. Yeah. 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 It's, you know, I think a lot of, I think a lot of times they do like a Costco or Sam's okay, Club is sure, where sure. just, you know, and, and there's a kind of a rotating amount of things and like crew eat also. So that's not like sometimes like there's usually two different meals and one of them sometimes is not like always the healthiest sure. or there's a limited amount of healthy options. Uh, but you know, it's it's like it's very nice and yeah. super convenient yeah. to just be able to like get there and eat and have have you know food on a consistent basis. But yeah. a, a lot of times you like bring some of your own food or. I like the South because we could stop at Waffle House. You know, there there's you nowhere go. else to get chicken and eggs at two in the morning. So, 
Waffle House, if you're listening to this, which you probably aren't, but like, come on, you know, you can, I think you guys would do pretty good in the Northwest. You yeah. Know I, mean? I think, I think guys, it's not a lot of 24 seven joints going on. I think, they seem to always know, make it, it a go, go viral with the fights. Yeah. That happened. Well, Have you seen any actual fights inside of Waffle not House? Live. No, not live. Not live? No, okay. I try okay. to keep myself out of that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know for I mean? sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Otis seems like a pretty fun guy. Very fun guy. Yeah. yeah. Traveling with that, that guy must have been a trip. Yeah. I mean, we, we like, you know, I think it's probably like somewhat evident if you watch this wrestle in the ring that we, you know, enjoy each other and yeah. appreciate each other, right? Yeah. We, you know, we have a, a brotherhood. I mean, I yeah. still talk to him at least every week. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's uh, awesome, man. Just via text or phone call or whatever. And, um, you know, yeah, he's not only fun, but like a very, very loving, caring person, yeah. you know? That's awesome, and, man. Uh, and I think pretty early on in our time together was evident to, to us that it was like we had like a foundational thing you know yeah. we were both amateur wrestlers mm -hmm. we were both heavyweights which are like a little different than yeah. all other amateur wrestlers and chad gable actually likes to joke around that all heavyweights are the same <laughs> and uh which is kind of true you know yeah. we all cut weight we got yeah. a little bit of a more like lackadaisical attitude outside of competition sure, sure. than maybe some of the guys who have not eaten as much uh, food as oh, we have, and maybe they're, um, you know, just not in as good of a mood as us. In high school, so. dude, like the people that would, you know, be two pounds over, they were just running up and down with bags on, you know, trash bags. They're trying to cut weight, dude. It was, it was brutal. If like, you know, I, I, I did, uh, I was JV, so I wasn't quite varsity, but you know, it was, it was brutal when people wouldn't couldn't make weight. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I would have really been able to like do wrestling all the time if I had to cut weight on a consistent basis. If I'm being just like completely honest, yeah, you know, absolutely, like, man. That doesn't seem like all that that much fun, right there. Like, yeah, <laughs> this is hard enough. Dude. Yeah. You guys are not eating and not drinking. That sounds pretty pretty terrible. Like I. I have a lot of respect for you. <laughs> so, so you know, um, from your time in WWE or from your time in NXT, you must have learned some pretty valuable lessons, not with wrestling, not just with wrestling, but with life and stuff. Um, you know, what did you, what positive um, things did you, lessons did you take from your time with NXT and WWE? Oh man, I mean, uh, countless, you know, numbers. It, it was, it was like not my first career, right? Like I went there kind of straight out of college, yeah. and. Uh, now my my wife and I, you know, we were just together. We've been together for a couple of years out of college, and yeah. we in Arizona, and we so we moved across the country together. Yeah, you know, and ended up living in Florida for like five and a half years. And both of our families live out west, so that kind of apart from just wrestling, right, was like a big. It's growing sort of, up, dude. Right? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You're really like giving it a go. Yeah. Right? And so, and then yeah, I'm, I'm like walking into a world that I. I don't know that much about, yeah. you know, and so had to, had a lot to learn. Mm -hmm. right? I remember like uh, the jargon being a difficult, yeah. right? Just like the terminology of professional wrestling. I, I wasn't too You're familiar with like, What's a jobber? What are you talking about? Yeah, or like, I remember asking about the heat, Okay. like in my first week at the PC. That's funny that you're in you know? the heat. You yeah. Know, so. Like oh. people were just like, we're watching a match. They're talking about the heat, you know what I mean? And I'm like, what? well, I know that this is obvious, but I don't know. So I raised my hand like, hey guys, can you just explain to me what the heat is? And they're like, oh, it's, you know, it's the part where the bad guys are, you know, taking, you know, whatever, right? Yeah. Like where the, they're putting the good guy in jeopardy mm -hmm. and, and, uh, so in when, I mean, there's various other ways to use heat in terminology sure. in wrestling, sure. but, um, you know, so yeah, that was like, like I had a lot and, and there's a lot of amazing people there to, to help, you know, like you had Scotty too hotty and, mm -hmm. uh, Norman Smiley, Steve Carino, uh, Matt Bloom, 
Robbie Brookside. Yeah. Uh, I had Nick Dinsmore for like Eugene yeah. for like nine or ten months. That's was awesome. my second coach there. He wow. taught me a lot, like sort of under the Rip Rogers style of tutelage. And yeah. That was like a really my first introduction to like storytelling wrestling and how yeah. to like work a body part and and you know get like five or six minutes out of like kind of old school basics yeah right yeah shit i mean it, it works you yeah know what i mean yeah. like it's a, it's like old school the like the mechanics of storytelling they work in any art form right doesn't matter if it's written art or performed art or even musical art like, yeah like there's there you have to have your own way of doing it but there are you know like set things that in a storytelling way work right and yeah. you really like somebody makes you kind of understand how i mean a lot of it, pro wrestling i think is like telling a story without words mm -hmm. right it's almost like a, a mime sort of right mm -hmm. you can tell you can use words it's not like you're mute but you know if the audience is into the match there's not a lot of like oh this is what i'm going for yeah, right you're yeah. not like there's no explaining yourself so you have to kind of like you have to figure out how to convey you know small and big messages yeah um to the audience with pretty much just your body mm -hmm. and your face so you know i mean there's i got to learn from dusty Rhodes for Amazing. like you know the last year and a half that yeah. he was uh, around and that was incredible right like yeah. there was a lot of things that i heard from him and during that time that i was too kind of green to understand sure. and then there would you know be and they hit you after the later fact, on right? yeah, yeah like later on you i would be like oh i remember when dusty said this and now yeah. it makes sense yeah that's awesome man that's incredible yeah there was a strength coach there sean hayes who he actually runs the strength um like at the corporate level for the xfl now wow. like he's okay. their top yeah. programmer That's and awesome. he, he like helps facilitate the workouts for all eight teams yeah and he was in the nfl before he came to the performance center and he was like i learned so much from sean hayes he's a, he's the man that's cool man yeah so it was, you know i mean just a lot of yeah. a lot of incredible and and a lot i mean and that's just the coaching staff then you know the the peers that you have yep. there too right i mean a lot of people that are still wrestling on raw and smackdown i was you know spent yeah. multiple years with and you know got to be not just work colleagues but mm -hmm. friends with and so yeah i mean it was like i was i was in the pc for you know like five years basically from 2014 to 2019 that's and, and that the, was that's from the that's the era dude 23 to 28 yeah. you know what i mean so and you were in the nxt era dude that yeah. was like the hot yeah i mean yeah, when man, i got was... there the network wasn't a thing yeah right? like think about like wwe network didn't like in its first iteration yep. didn't exist for like the first three months that i was at the performance center so you know yeah i like i i learned a lot about myself and pro wrestling and also was fortunate to be around you know like right i mean you know like i can remember riding in the back of the bus and and it was like eric young and samoa joe and bobby Roode and yeah. you know like shinsuke yeah. and finn balor like Sam in Zane, the back Kevin right Owens, yeah giving yeah, you like you know That's kevin a, owens wasn't was not in the, at the pc for very long actually yeah like, i mean he was okay. only there for yeah like he was the first guy actually that came in and sort of like came Fast in tracked. was the was yep. the champ for you know like six months and then, and then he beat was, John on Cena. The, was on the main <laughs> roster yeah. yeah yeah and then after that like that was a more common thing but before that that hadn't happened like they sure. hadn't so which i mean i mean he's like obviously, obviously extremely yeah. talented human yeah. being right like but yeah it was just you know it was always interesting to see too how the business like the business shifted to nxt from like not going on any far away live events mm -hmm. in in the first probably like year and a half that i was there i think yeah maybe like after wrestlemania 
in 2015 was like their first time going on the road. They did mm-hmm. the Arnold Classic and yeah. like a live event in Columbus or something. And and then, or San Antonio, they did for WrestleMania. Anyway, so it was like, yeah, it was, it was like, that was cool, very cool yeah. to be a part of, right? Absolutely, like got man. to, yeah, rub shoulders with a lot of incredible people and, and just, it was, yeah, was time of my life. So dad life. Dad Tell life. me about dad life, dude. Very, so you got you know, two uh, beautiful young kids. Two, yep. I have uh, Kenzie, four, four and a half year old daughter, awesome. and Storm, one, was he, 19 months, maybe. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, born in September. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, since, since I left WWE in. 2021 been busy with the kids it's been yeah been my my wife is an educator yeah and uh you know teacher and worked some at the district level so you know yeah well my kids are still at a you know of their toddler age and not going to school or anything they're staying home with me and that's you know, awesome yeah man. we like to build fires in the backyard that's and, awesome Summer's coming up now. Spring's yeah. coming up, right? So we're going to be able to do some more hiking and that kind of stuff, That's which beautiful. is awesome. And, and you live over but close to Portland in Vancouver, right? I live in Vancouver, Not yep. doxy or anything. No, you know? it's fine. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's no big secret. Yeah. Uh, yep. yep, Vancouver, Washington. So love the Northwest. Love being able to, you know, hike up things yeah. and be able to go to the beach and... And all, you know, go to the mountain, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yep. You're, and you're active with uh, the Oregon Pro Wrestling School. Is that right? Active with Oregon Pro Wrestling School. Yep. Usually there on Tuesdays, awesome. helping out and doing cool. a little rolling around and just, you know, love the atmosphere yeah. there. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, if you if you're listening to this, you want to give pro wrestling a shot. You're in the Portland area. You know. Come out to Beaverton, Hillsboro. Uh, Come give us a shot. Cornelius Pass Road. It's a good time. All yeah, right. We got a free uh, commercial for lot you. Lot to learn. Lot to learn. Absolutely. A lot of, lot of smiles to be had. I know it's cheesy. Is this? I was trying to be cheesy though. <laughs> That's awesome, man. So, um, obviously, you know, not all the defiance loves your character, but we do, you know, appreciate what you bring to it, right? And, and the defiance is what we call like the fans, right? It's all sure. part of this community, not just the wrestlers, but the fans. It's all one thing. So, not to break your, your character or anything, but what does the defiance mean to you? Well, you know, I think that we have um, a bit of a mutual understanding, right? You know, I think. Uh, in this beautiful art form of professional wrestling that we all love, the world needs villains. And it leads villains who aren't just begrudgingly villains, but accept their role as like, oh, you guys don't like me, I don't like you either. Yeah. But I think we have a respect for one another because we both understand that like what we got going on in this atmosphere, it's a pretty cool thing. Totally. You know? and, uh, and so, you know, I like to think that... Uh, the people come here and they come here to feel things and they come here to get invested emotionally and be part of a community and to, you know, um, just kind of escape to some degree, right? Ooh. I mean, maybe not every single person, but I guess I'm saying that because that's why I come here. Yep. You know, that's that's for me, it's like it's it's a liberating place. And I think it's that for, you know, not just myself, but I think there's there's that. You know, to me, professional wrestling, like in its essence, what makes it different than anything else is that like what I call feedback immediacy, right? It's like you you listen, if you're paying attention to the audience and they're paying attention to you and then you, you'll hear them and you'll interact with them and they'll interact back with you. Yep. And there's this, and that can influence the performance that's happening in the ring, it, you know, to some extent. And that 
is something that's like is unique to professional wrestling, Absolutely. right? There's no you, you can't. And maybe if you pay like a few thousand dollars, you could get lucky at an NBA game and yeah. have like a moment with the player, maybe, right? But like it's like wrestling and stand-up comedy are really the only two yeah, things that and are even like stand-up that, comedy. Right? It's not really like not physical acceptable to say things. Oh right? yeah, here you can say things, yeah. and it's it's it's. It was, I mean, as long as within it's a call and response, boundary, yep, it's right? a call and it's, response. Yeah, yep. and so you know, to me that like. I think this, I don't think, I mean, I know, and I think it's obvious to anybody who comes to Defy on a regular basis, be it performer or audience member, um, that like, that, that, that feedback is very special here, is different yeah. than it is in a lot of, in a lot of places. And, you know, it's like, there's a culture right there. Mm -hmm. Like you could, you can put your finger on it. You might not be able to like describe it in so many words, but I think like, if you saw somebody with a Defy shirt around, you know, around town or whatever, like, even if you guys didn't say anything to each other, it's like if we're Head both wearing vans, yeah. right? Yeah. Or, or it's it's that kind of thing where it's like what's understood doesn't need to necessarily be said yeah. from from sort of like a, a cultural perspective, in my opinion. I love that, um, yeah. And that's like, to me, that's what it means to me, you know? Yeah. And, and it's a good like, I'm happy it. to play my role. You Hell know yeah. I, mean? I Hell love yeah. playing my role and I hope people appreciate yep. what, I, what I do. And, Every story needs a villain. And the performance that I give and that, you know, it's all... It's all in good fun in the in the spirit of. And who would have known you had a dapper love, young you man know? underneath that head of hair? Yeah, you know right. what I mean? It looks Incredible, good. It looks you know? good. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. This first <laughs> first time in eight years. Like my hair was probably about. Your this. wife was. What, what did she think? She, I she think she, she, she's she fine either yeah, way, yeah, but yeah, she yeah, likes yeah, it. Yeah. Nice. She, I don't. I mean, she's gone out of her way to be very complimentary about sure, it. So sure. I don't know if she's just trying to help make me feel better. Yeah, yeah. I like to think she really likes it. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I mean, it's it's. I uh, I do enjoy not waking up with hair in my mouth. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Last question for you, man. Pick yes. a scar on your body. Tell us the story of how you got it and show it if you can. Oh, man. Let's see. There's one right there. This one on my shin. It, uh, <laughs> I was riding a bike down a hill. Okay. And I I hit like a big root in mm -hmm. the middle of it. And I, I flipped over the front of the handlebars, but I held on to them. And... When I fell over somehow, like I, I flipped over and I fell that, like I rolled over and was still down a pretty steep hill and God somehow damn. the bike came over the top of me and I jammed the spoke of the bike, like the big main spoke from the chain jammed into my, into my shin right there. God damn. And, uh, and that was pretty terrible. Yeah. But I, I remember that. I think I was like maybe eight years old or something. Wow. And, uh, and still I, got the I scar. don't think I've ever like really done much mountain biking after that you yeah. know yeah <laughs> it'll leave a scar mentally too man yeah a little bit levi yeah. thank you so much man yes thank, thank you, you. defiant fun. ones Life